know, throughout my career, I've noticed that when a campaign is generating awareness, like freakish awareness, it builds value and then it transforms that audience into customers who then eventually, if you do it right, become raving evangelists. And I've always considered this like magic marketing moment. Like I feel it, I can see it when it's happening and I get all excited because there's an invisible force of momentum at play. Let me give you a little example. When I launched my new site 20 years ago, I quickly started generating audience. Before I knew it, we were getting 36 million visitors a year on zero ad dollars. It was the early days when you really could go viral. Then when I launched Breast Cancer Answers, we generated 6 million views in one year and 1.1 million followers. And now, well, my book just launched this week and it became a number one bestseller. And I'm seeing it the same thing. I've always thought what I was watching was marketing momentum, but my friend Scott A. Martin has a much better way of explaining it. In his new book, Groundswell, The Unseen Wave of Business Growth. And Scott is gonna be joining me right after these words. This podcast is brought to you by the Wirebuzz team. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've spent the past decade growing Wirebuzz into a digital marketing powerhouse designed to maximize clarity in complex sales processes so we can help accelerate revenue. And we do this in three phases. Phase one, we transform your website to function like your best salesperson, and then also incorporate persuasive on-demand sales videos. Now your entire team is aligned on messaging and they're injecting massive clarity into your prospect's head. So your site looks great, but it also has engaging content that helps your team sell on-demand 24 seven. The next phase, phase two, we train your sales and marketing teams to sell remotely or in person to expand the impact of your sales team. And the third phase is we develop and run targeted ads to your prospects. Scale those ads to help you achieve more business results. Sign up for the Wirebuzz Company newsletter to learn more about effective and simple ways to improve your company messaging, attract more digital attention, and ultimately make more sales. I'm joined right now by marketing superstar, my friend, the author of the new hit book, Groundswell, Scott A. Martin. Thanks for joining me, bro, on the Toddcast. Shaka, how you doing, man? Good, good, I good love intro. The Shaka. <laughs> it's actually my, it's my, it's actually is something I do all the time, but it ends every, uh, um, you know, whenever I do a meeting with clients and stuff, I always try to go, hey, hold on, we got to do a Shaka, and I screen grab it. I've been doing it for years, and I'm going to create like this compilation of all the Shakas over the years. All you know. the Shaka screenshots? Yeah, Shaka screenshots, yeah. All right, so you guys, look, this is Scott's book. Let me show it to you. It's right here in my grubby hands, and um, and we're going to break it down. I want to tell you about, Scott and I have been talking over the years, and I've been following his stuff online, and um, Scott and I are both, um, we've been mentored by the greatest life and business strategist of all time, Tony Robbins, and one day I am... Uh, I'm at Business Mastery and I'm training. Scott, I don't even know if I ever told you this. And I'm training and I walk down onto the floor and I'm like talking to the audience and I see Scott's face and I'm like, wait, wait, he's super familiar to me. And I looked at his badge while I'm babbling on in front of the audience. I'm like, yo, that's Scott A right there. <laughs> Scott, super excited. Look, if somebody wants to build rapid, healthy, sustainable growth for their business, 
there's no shortcut. Is that right? Right. You know, there, there, well, there is, and it's like the, one of the, one of the, you know, one of the sections of my book is I, I, I call it patience is the new growth hack. Um, you know, yes. it's, be, you know, being successful doesn't necessarily mean everything has to be slow, but I argue, you know, there's this great thing that Tony was talking about just that, just the other day on business mastery, which is effective versus efficient. When most people want to do marketing, they're always trying to quickly go to efficient and effective right. has to happen before efficient. Do you want, do you want speed or direction? And so ground is about direction and effectiveness. Then you add the speed. So it's not that it's necessarily slow. It's sometimes it requires a slow start to begin to really make the impact. And I call that the build phase at the very beginning. And the build phase, I know there are four phases. We're going to get into that. But when we get into this build phase, first you've got to, you've really got to get your nerdy brain around it. First phase, build your plan. And um, why is this, like I always look at this as strategy and like mm -hmm. rolling up your sleeves and starting to lay out your own digital or marketing blueprint. How do you see build your plan? Well, yeah, I gotta tell you how, how I came about it because it kind of lays a little bit more groundwork because most people are gonna go, well, that's not really new. That's not that interesting, right? The truth is, is that over the years, I mean, I've been doing like almost 30 years in agency services. I, I just do consulting now. And um, in, in all those years, um, I followed Don Peppers. My mentor was get, grow, keep. You, you, how do you get customers, grow customers, and keep customers? And the challenge I always had was they would come to me and they go, here's a product. We want to go market it. And there would be like little or no energy. And I had to communicate, communicate with them that, we, well, if you really want to make an impact, we'd really need to put a plan together. And this build phase, the starting phase was so devalued. And even though people in their minds, they go, well, of course you want to put a strategy for it. The truth is that most entrepreneurs, it's about in fact, they want to, They don't want to be effective right away. They want to be. They want to make an impact. They want to go. They want to move. They're just like, let's roll. Let's do what we need to do. And so, what I realized was that this build phase is describing to entrepreneurs. It's this feeling of going backwards, and 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 it and it hurts most people that want to start something. They they go, well, I just want to get going, take massive action, right? As Tony says, and what I do, what I describe it as the bowstring. The bowstring going backwards, what it is, it's tension going the other direction. But what does that happen? What, it, what does it do? It allows you to propel, aim, and target, and move forward. So the build phase is so important because a lot of times when I, when people come in with this product to sell, I always thought it funny because I'm like, well, do you have an audience? Do you have clients? Like, do you, like what's? They're like, no, we need you, we want to hire you to go find it. And I just believe that there's a different way of thinking. I've seen patterns in other companies that were basically, wouldn't it be nice to have an audience. So this build phase could be building demand, building interest, building research, building your audience. I call it digging a well before you're thirsty. Wouldn't it be like, if you think about that adage, it makes so much sense. And so many marketers are so focused on building their product when really they need to be like what you describe. I think a lot of teaching you do is building an audience, building a, a, a captivating audience and then bring products to them. It's, I think it's a different way of thinking. So that build phase is such an important one. And I know it's not, it seems overlooked, but that's why it takes so much of my book. It's because yeah. most people don't want to do it. And they don't find it sexy. Oh, and it doesn't have the adrenaline. Like, let me give you a video example of the problem that you just expressed with the build phase. So when we're detailing out a digital marketing project, but we're also going to put the video in there, most people are like, cool, let's have fun. Let's grab our cameras and let's go and shoot. And we're like, no, let's build out the plan of what needs to be in that video before we actually show up on production day. And then the next thing that happens is 
Most people get excited on production day thinking they're about to get creative, but the creative part's already happened in the build phase. We're just executing, right? So it's like people have it in a different way, but I think one of the, the um, after the build phase comes giving value without expectation. And when I'm training uh, live audiences or when I'm adding content on social every day, my primary premise is I wanna be helpful so helpful that I earned the next view. And I wanna uh, look at it like, like helpful's the new viral. Talk to me about giving value without expecting anything in return and why that's such an important altruistic way to start a relationship. It's, it's, it, it, honestly, it, it changes everything. Uh, think of a relationship. If you're really about building relationships, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, the, the order of things is reach, relationships, revenue. And people want to skip over the relationship part. They want to get right to the revenue. And if you think of any relationship, if the energy of starting with a give, and, and give doesn't mean free. Give can mean, if you, I, I look back at Dropbox. It was Sean Ellis, who's, uh, you probably know Sean Ellis, right? He wrote Hacking Growth, good friend of mine. He endorsed the book. And he's one of the top scientists in the world. And he's the one that, that, that totally changed Dropbox vision, where they took money off the table for marketing advertising, trying to get customers, he interviewed the top customers that couldn't live without it and realized that they are sharing it. And what he did was he used those marketing dollars as a give. This was the beginning of the freemium models that we see today, mm -hmm. which is he gave you more storage whenever you gave the gift to someone else. He made them advocates and they got to become the givers. They became the sales force. So in, in essence, that gave birth to this freemium model or the puppy dog clothes. And we start with the give. So that could be giving your audience um, value. Starting with that is also a different energetic push in terms of your sales and your marketing. When you're going out, and I call it invite, delight, reward, when you're giving an invitation to somebody and you're going, look, I want to give you something. Think of all the times that your salespeople are trying to ask. You're trying to get something. It changes everything. So at the creative table, when you're creatively creating your messaging and marketing, if you frame it as give, is what, we're, what are we giving the audience? What value are we giving to the world? What are we giving? If you change that thinking, it changes everything. I know it seems so subtle, but try it. It, it really does make a difference. It also frames up the, you're adding value to the point where they're gonna bang on your door and say, hey, I need to hire you to do something. Because you know, the person that gets hired today is not the one who has the most experience, it's the one who's best known. And the more we give, right? I mean, you're following. The way we give allows us to become exponentially known. And that's how we start building that reach into a relationship that eventually turns into revenue. You buy all that, don't you? I, I, I'll just give you one little piece that's like a little secret sauce yeah. of that is you and I were talking about it before, referral. So when you go, how many people are reluctant? You did a great job, like you did a great service, but you were kind of heavily sold. Do you want to go and go and recommend that person? You kind of like, you, like people are really careful with who they refer to. But if they know, if I'm send Scott to this guy and he's going to give him a bunch of value, and it's like, like yeah. it, it makes it easier for that the next stage, which is deepening relationships and growing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, so stage three, growing your marketing ecosystem. Break this down for me. I think people could think about their marketing ecosystem in a variety of different ways. How do you mean it? Yeah, I th I ecosystem is, is, maybe it's Canadian. We call it ecosystem in Canada, maybe. Um, so growing your Not ecosystem. Not a lot of going on in Canada, right? <laughs> Actually, my brother used to run a surf shop in Vancouver Island. There's actually tons in Tofino. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cold though. It's not like tropical, like the looks like the backdrop here. Um, yeah. 
Well, when I say when I give, it, you know, or sorry, grow is I think of grow the roots before you grow the fruits, right? It's like it's about first your ecosystem starts with your your clients, deepening your relationship with your clients first. Like like how many times do you see people wanting to grow? get more clients at the top of the funnel, but they're not fixing the attrition. Or what they're doing is they're, have you ever been a client and they treat new clients better than they treat you? It happened to me. I was a, a client for TELUS, a cable company for like 12 years. And I noticed online, they had an offer that was the better product, cheaper price and all this stuff. And I'm like, I've been with you guys for like 12 years. And right. it, what does that make you feel? So growing, so I gotta, the ecosystem starts with your inner circle, your core group, your audience, your existing clients. But when I say ecosystem is, it's like, think of the way people interact with content now. It's a playground. Um, I did a, a really interesting podcast with Ashley Foss who came up with this concept, which is think of content like a playground. Kids don't, when they go to a playground, they don't go to the same thing in the same order in the same way. They're playing with things in different ways and every kid plays with something and you look at it and you're going, I never thought a kid, I never thought that would be fun to do it that way. Like ever seen kids play with something, you're like, that's fun. <laughs> like I never would have thought that, right? So we think of clients when they're trying to interact with your business. We're no longer in that sort of quote funnel. Uh, funnels are dead, in my opinion, right? Which is like, I like the thinking of it in terms of using it as math. I don't mind the idea of narrowing thinking, but in terms of ecosystem is people want to buy the way they want to buy. I want to go on Instagram, look at your Instagram. Then I want to go and see the YouTube that Todd taught me how to do. And then I'm going to go to the e-commerce store straight away through that uh, link and not because um, I'm following your, your, you know, your, your path that you think. The linear path is dead. So ecosystem, always, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, dude. I was gonna say ecosystem also has another implication. When you think of an ecosystem, you think of there's different ecosystems, right? There's there's ones that are kind of dry, like in the natural world, right? And and there's deserts. There's a different ecosystem, and then there's like the jungles, right? Different ecosystems, and every business has a different ecosystem. I think far too many businesses are trying to follow a template, what they think is rules with tools and all these different things they have to do. And I go build your ecosystem. Build it in your way. It doesn't mean that you need to be everywhere and om omnipresent. It just means put the energy in the deeper roots where it fits within your business. What you have. And I, it's called it's ICE, impact, confidence, and ease, identity, congruency, and, and energy. These are the things that you, you – you, it's, a, it's a framework for trying to figure out what do you want to do, and I use that for what channels you need to focus on. And if you look at a lot of businesses, someone will go, well, you need to be on Instagram. Well, how many people do you know that are super successful and they're not even on Instagram? It's right. like these blanket statements don't work. So it's like finding your ecosystem for you. And also choosing your own, you're allowing your client to choose their own adventure inside of your ecosystem. One million percent. Right? Like you, you, uh, you hit the nail on the head there because not everybody wants to take the same path. Hey, Scott, quick question for you. Um, did you grow up playing with Legos? Yes, totally. And... Did you follow the directions or did you choose your own adventure? Because the answer you tell me tells me a lot about your wiring. I just chose my own adventure. It's like the, the fact that you said Lego is so funny because I became enamored in my career with personalization and mass customization. Joe Pine, Don Peppers, because modular thinking is the, the ground swelling and be able to scale is all about modular thinking. It's like templated into, into like almost like creating repeatable tasks or things that'll let you to scale, but letting it reconfigure or letting your customers be able to find it in their own way, like choosing your own, their own experience. That's where it's going. I think that's where it's going. And I also think studying that customer to see the paths that they take helps you to create those paths and make them easier 
while reducing friction for them. Like, I think it's difficult for staff to be nimble enough to allow clients to choose their own adventure, but that also is how you become that trusted advisor, right? You transform your customers into advocates by helping them achieve their ultimate outcome. I know that's your fourth point here. Break this down, transforming your customers into advocates. Uh, walk me through that. Could I, I just, I'm gonna put one step back that's gonna lead into this. Yes. The one step back was, is what you said was it was has been my longstanding sort of like vision of the ecosystem in building, which is make it frictionless, right? Make it easy for your customers. It makes total sense, yeah. right? When I gave the book to Joe Pine, he corrected me. We got on the we got on a Zoom, and he goes, "Scott, this actually is inaccurate." And I'm like, "What do you mean? It makes total sense." And you'll even see in the book, I got the frictionless and the boat and stuff. But you'll notice I had another little little excerpt from Joe Pine. He's the author of um, uh, the Experience Economy, and uh, my mentor and and one of mine, anyways. And and he goes, Scott, he goes. Think of it as, as like, it's not everybody, you don't want to be frictionless. You think Disneyland as an experience, right? You want it to be frictionless when you in line and trying to get in there, but you want it to be not frictionless in terms of time well spent. When people are so focused on moving people through your business, like you think, well, everybody just wants to get their sub and go out. What they don't, what they're missing is what like Starbucks has done is create an experience where you want to stay. So when you when you think of that sort of, it's a duality a little bit. Is think of what's the experience that's that's time well spent. Make it frictionless with things that matter to your clients. So interviewing your clients and finding what they want, but finding opportunities to make it time well spent. And that actually, like, think about your the way you've taught people, and I've I've I got to edify you, like your training. In, in business mastery is phenomenal. What you're showing is going how to be captivated where people will want to pay attention and stay with them. That's time well spent. You're not making videos to go, here you go, blah, 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 and out you go. You're going, hey, you want them to, to pay attention, to absorb, to then take action. So I just want to make that point because that leads up to this next phase. And the next phase is, it's, 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 it's called transform. And I'll break it down this way. It's really simple. It's three three steps, okay? Is this last phase is based on when I said, remember at the beginning, I said it's about get, grow, keep. That's what it was built on. I, I kind of, that's how I built my career. This last one, keep, was it's based on loyalty. And I realized that when I was at a Tony Robbins event, something happened to me. And I'm going to go through the steps that, that my experience with Tony Robbins, because I think it's something you can relate to. The first step is move. So when I heard the uh, quote, life's happening for me, it moved me. Right? When you think yeah. of products and services and anyone that's in business, you're moving energy. You're moving people from one product to another. You're moving them across the street to buy your Hagenos. You're moving your hand from a right guard over to an old spice. That's moving. It's moving energy, but that's the basic. That's foundational level. It's like uh, Bain's um, uh, value chart, right? It's like the bottom foundational thing. It's like you have to have it or you're not going to move, right? The next stage is I read his book, it, like, um, Awaken the Giant Within. It changed me. Yes. That's where word of mouth lives. Most people talk about agent of change. You want to be an agent of change. I, you know, moving people from a PC to Apple, moving from what I call interrupting people to magnifying and bringing people to you, right? Yeah. Like it's, we're, that's where change lives. So when I read that book, I actually told people that this changed my life. Uh, it was word of mouth. We all, that's where most businesses are trying to go there, right? Um, but I didn't, you know, I wouldn't tell anyone that just stopped like, hey, I read this book. It was amazing. Um, but the next stage I, I discovered when I went to a Tony Robbins event, I'm not the kind of guy that that really is like, if anyone's seen my marketing, I kind of like am the market doesn't market, right? And and so I went to this event, UPW, and I was like a Jehovah's Witness. I couldn't, I told anyone that would listen, I'm like, you got to go to this event. And I was compelled. I was, and I literally was reflecting going, 
I'm not alone. Everybody else is feeling this way. And I'm like, there's a pattern here. This is crazy. What is this? And so that's when I realized it's called it's called a growth loop. If you want to like basically the, the nerdy, uh, the nerd nerds that are into growth marketing and growth science, which I am. But it's, it's called a growth loop. And what that is, is unlike other growth loops, it's the it's the most valuable one. If you can transform somebody's the way that they look at creating videos, the way that they drink coffee, the way that they um, even if people that are doing. And I think that people that actually do transformational design for humans, like changing their lives, have an unbelievable Amazing. strategic advantage that nobody else has. And so this here is these these three steps is how you actually create an exponential wave. And that's the groundswell. It's like, how did, can you actually not just look at every if you follow these steps and you really think about every client and your focus is on transformation, that's a heart centric point of view. When yeah. you go in, you have to show up in a way you have to captivate their time. They have to have time well spent to be able to be transformed. Then you, my friend, have a groundswell. And by definition of a groundswell, it's like an uprising. It's where people are actually, it's it's like compelled to be able to share because it's part of a movement. Think of Black Lives Matter. It started as a movement, but it's what didn't want to end there. Movement is where it starts. The, what they're really aiming for is change. But really at the end of the day, they want to transform the world, right? Like if you think of that in logic, that is what a groundswell is from that definition. And from a wave, a wave get first starts moving when the storm begins. It starts changing as the ocean floor changes, but when it hits the reef, it transforms into a wave, and that's what I call the impact zone. The impact zone for everyone in their business today is transfer. If you if you focus on transformational design, you will have clients forever. And by transformational design, I think what you're meaning is you've designed your service to transform that customer into a um, into achieving their ultimate outcome. It goes back to the build phase. You actually yeah. plan this, yeah, <laughs> right? And that's it's like you actually it's architected to it. Not skip over it. Yeah. Well, if if you think about it, like I, there's a really cool saying. It's like I I wrote it in the book, and it's called spinning um, spinning plates versus pushing dominoes. Think of that. How many people are like, okay, we're doing another program. Okay, we're doing this. So okay, quick, let's go. It's like spinning plates. There's only so many plates you can spin, and something's gonna drop. Right. But pushing dominoes. There's a lot of time you're not doing anything. In fact, most people are bored silly of it. But when you do, you boom. That's what you want to think of. I just use that as an analogy of going, if you put time in the brand phase, you can actually create. Think of Disney. They architect the experience, the transformation you're going to have every every different area. Think of yourself as as like, how can you design it? Actually, intentionally, Tony intentionally designs the moment of transformation, Right. Clients do this all the time. Like, like other brands will do this, right? So figure out how you can actually create that moment, those moments, I should say. Okay, I love that. I know when I am preparing for my Tony stage speech and I'm working with his team, we're looking for the moments of transformation. We're conscious of it. You know, we want to have that moment of breakthrough and now that person is at a different level able to take on the uh, challenges that they originally before the the session started wouldn't be able to do and that's a life changer for people and that also for your marketing team or your company becomes a life-changing experience for your staff because they feel the ground swelling that's happening i you know i think about surfing often in marketing and for those that have never paddled into a wave, it's all about timing and finding the right balance so they're 
in the point where Mother Nature is using all of the energy and guiding them and bringing that audience behind them. And um, so where, where do you nerd out on the, uh, the forces of nature that come into play and they're invisible, but marketers see them, but most people don't even give to uh, two seconds to evaluate it, but it's the force that makes the marketing work or not. So the question is like, how, what's the unseen, like, what is it, like the correlation yeah, like of a where wave? Where you nerd out on this? Like, where are you? Because yep. um, you've got a lot of nature influences when oh, yeah. you're teaching. Um, where are you picking this up? And is nature one of these places that speaks to you? It's, it's like what I've realized is there's more to learn from nature and the universe and, and the laws of, of the laws that already exist about growth. And, and that is the ecosystem thinking is like, if you really look at nature, it's like the perfect teacher of, of like ways to grow, like grow the roots before the fruits. It makes sense. You can think of anything that grows, right? Planting seed, reaping the seasons of, of like the seasons of, of winter, spring, summer, and fall is build, give, grow, transform there. It's a pattern of yeah. nature. It's another layer of that, right? If they think of waves, it's like that when I look at staying waves, there's this one really cool wave that I learned from Susan Casey. She wrote the book on waves, world's leading expert. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a New York Times bestseller. She's the, the book waves is amazing. And I had I had the opportunity for her to kind of help me with the with the, the analogy of waves, make sure I was accurate. And she came up, she told me of this wave that I asked her, I go, tell me about the soliton wave. She's like, oh my God, nobody hardly ever talks about that. And I'm like, tell like, like, is that real? And so a soliton wave actually exists in physics nature where it's like, it's a wave that that can continue and it can build on itself. It doesn't actually die. It's energy that doesn't, it it, it can continue on. It actually exists in, in physics and nature. And, and in nature, they first discovered like in 18 something where there's this freestanding wave in the canal in somewhere in England and it didn't move. It, it didn't stop, it didn't die. It's like, what is this, right? And so if you think the soliton is you, it's like actually the thing about the soul, you know, the person, right? Is that yeah. the real the real benefit here of groundswell is the power of a groundswell is when you are energized when you're focused on so think of yourself as a storm you're the storm you're really clear about what you want your why and your epic outcome is the destination that that will call it the reef right um, and and when you're congruent with your values you're making a difference in the world to make a difference that's like the sultan wave because you have a never-ending energy yeah. to be able to create this the bigger the storm the bigger the waves so it's another example of like you look at people that are successful. It's businesses and brands like Apple to Tony Robbins, they're leader led. They're people that had congruency. That's the storm moving in the same direction. If you look at waves, when the wind comes, remember that movie um, uh, uh, Castaway and the waves are all kind of crazy? Sure. Well, that was because the wind was kind of going every direction, it just began. That's like the start of your, your plan, right? But when you're cons when the waves, when they start going, when the wind stays in a sustained direction, what happens is these chaotic waves start linking up. It's like people, it's making a movement. Right. And they said that what happens is that it creates exponential energy that's being it's actually created. Though every wind has got more power, plus it's already in motion. Right. It's got momentum. And then they start changing when you see from a helicopter or, or the, the, the cliffs, you see these long lines. They're yes. different than regular waves. Waves are kind of like you see them close shore. When these ground swells come in, it's like, whoa, it's like this boom, 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 coming yeah. to the shore. Right. That there is a sort of a culmination of these sort of stages, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, wow. I, for me, I look at I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed over look at me and me and Guru saying we've done 25 hours of training in together. Like we've been coming up with a new thing called the mindful marketer. And and um, and I, I gave him the analogy. Oh, I think I put it in the book. I put the analogy of flowers. They're just beautiful. 
and and hummingbirds come to them and 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 uh, and and Guru Singh said to me he goes nature it's like it's wrong of you you're against nature if you don't actually market yourself think yeah. of a flower because flowers in nature they market themselves to each other's seeds and everything it's like you so when you feel the feeling some people feel like well I shouldn't market it feels icky think of nature nature markets like yeah. <laughs> you know right the peacock markets the flower does we they got, all do. You know, I live in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, top of one of the mountains, and we just had a, we, all of our cactus just bloomed. And mm. my wife and I actually saw that when the flowers bloom, the bunnies come up to the flowers. Think of it like this, microphone. And they come up to the flower and they like drink inside the flower like it's a smoothie bar or something. And it's the most fascinating thing, but it becomes, that's marketing. That flower is saying, come here and feed off of me. And to go back to your original, original point, this is one of those key areas where you get to give value without the expectation. And in doing so, just like the hummingbird or the bee, it then goes on and adds more value in the world. It's just, uh, it's a really cool, it's an abundant it. thinking. Yeah, it's an abundant thinking, dude. Like when I get up there um, at Tony's event, I'm I don't know, I'm doing two hours and maybe that two hours is. Is um, if, if I have a training that I'm doing and maybe it's a nine hour training, that's a big chunk of my training that I normally would be charging for. But one, I'm, uh, you know, Tony helped change my life as a kid and overcome my learning disabilities and awaken the giant within me. I want to give back to him. But then once I get the feedback from the audience and the transformation that is happening in their business, it becomes addicting and I just can't wait for the next success story. But all those people that, that had a micro breakthrough and think about this, everybody with your content, when they have a breakthrough and I'm on stage, who do you think they're going to hire or recommend for somebody that needs to have the full breakthrough, right? Like never be afraid that you're going to give Hold, too Withholding much. those breakthroughs or those opportunities pre prevent them from really realizing your genius and your expertise. You know, it's, yeah. it really is like, and what we're talking about, I believe is sort of a bit of a bigger unspoken sort of like my sort of stated, you know, dream, if you will, my, one of my, my moonshot is to transform advertising and marketing from this like painful eyesore and, and, and being interrupted and annoying to, I call it transforming business as usual into business as yeah. beautiful, right? Like why can't, why can't marketing be a beautiful, enjoyable experience? Like you think of somebody that's marketing a yoga studio about being present and being stuff and so forth. And then they do these really aggressive marketing tactics. That's not congruent, right? right? It's like, right. but how can you, so I think people, what they, they believe is there's so much cultural and systems like, like um, the social channels that condition us to focus on attention getting and focus on these tools is if you can look at leveraging these tools, not relying on these tools and really play your own game, which is really kind of like, what do you have to give in your own way? You'll, I think you're going to find just incredible opportunities. That's going to be your own. So many people are trying to be in the sea of sameness and trying to compete in the same places. So, And, and without the creative way of presenting their information. So it gets, it goes in one ear and out the other. And, um, and I've just noticed that if you can, add value into somebody's life, you'll earn their next read through your content. And so you always just want to add so much value. Scott, this book is loaded with value. The unseen wave 
of business growth, Groundswell. You guys should pick it up. Look at this. It's thick. It's loaded with content. And in doing so, you're going to know how to build that groundswell for your business. Scott, what's next for you? I know you're a prolific creator. What is next, my man? Well, I'll, I'll just say to add to the book, there's another give, which is if I got a free chapter I can give you, it's 50 pages. And if you sign up, I actually will send you, I'm, we're building a workbook to go with it. And we're creating a living document of the book inside my community. Because in there, you'll notice that I give my case studies. I learned a lesson from other offers where they kind of post in um, case studies. And they, then I noticed like say um, Joe Paluzzi, he had to do a second edition because yeah. a lot of those companies went out of business or got acquired and stuff, right? So he did a second edition. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want this to be timeless. So I'm actually creating where people are actually explaining, here's how I built my groundswell and, and stories so that it becomes like a living community of all us working together to create a, a bigger groundswell. So um, what's, what's next for me is um, really focusing on this community. Uh, it's called the Groundswell Community, Groundswell in a Circle. And um, and I'm writing another book, actually. I'm really compelled to write a book, even though I just finished Where that Where do one. we get into your community? Groundswellinnercircle.com. And, and if you want the I book, you, it's groundswellfreechapter.com. And then people read that free chapter. That's you practicing what you preach. You're going to add value. They're going to look around. They're going to go, holy cow, this was really valuable. I need to get the full book. And you get the free workbook. I'm going to put the workbook for sale on, on Amazon. But if you bought my book and you go yeah. in my community, you're going to get all of this extra value that I don't think any, I mean, I haven't seen an author do that much. I mean, you probably can do tons of videos and things, but, but that's what I'm doing because I really yeah. want to eat my own dog food. Yeah. No, dude, I get it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with eating dog food. Um, <laughs> I've got, like what I did in my book is whenever I'm teaching something, if there is a client case study or I've got an additional tutorial. I've got a QR code in the book that'll bounce you to a landing page where you can go down that next rabbit hole. And I just made it into, I'm like go, skimming through the book right now. God, please help me find a QR code. I can't find a single one. I didn't but, put it. Um, yeah. but, but what I'm really trying to do is give people additional resources because nothing is more enjoyable than going down the, going through a book and then finding something you're interested in and when you're talking about marketing or video or a campaign, going and actually experiencing it and nerding out on it. And I think you know this is really our responsibility now as, as um, writers that also want to earn that audience and then make them into raving fans is to give them more of an adventure to go on. Yeah, I hope, I hope that people feel inspired to go their own way like to really like, like find their like exactly like just build it your way leverage these individual tools like the the, the tools that you learned from todd you know like the video tools and then and piece it together in your own form uh, so many yeah. people are trying to get efficient by trying to go give me the secret sauce i'm going to get there quickly if you think of working out what you're missing is what you become a business is like it, like if you think of a business like as as a as a spiritual journey and you got there quickly. If you can't replicate it, you know, that's dangerous. It's not sustainable for one. So that's not, that's not a very dangerous thing. It's like when people go, oh, I got lucky. I, I did, I, you know, there's many people have done, you know, viral videos and stuff. You're like, well, try replicating that. That's the real magic, right? Like doing it right. again and, and creating a pattern. But I'd say, you know, like when you go your own way, there's something about this process, the, a relationship you have with your clients and yourself, that your business becomes resilient. And that's like plants and ecosystems. They become very resilient. You think of, sometimes you'll even see a tree that's like this tree in the middle of the desert. 
well, how does it live? Because it has deep roots. It's so resilient, right? And when we have leads and all these things coming to us so easy, like in the market's changing right now, it's like a jungle. Well, it, the roots don't have to be that deep. And if you think of like as time, I think that this book will be so important as things get tougher in the economic conditions that when people realize they didn't build deep roots, that this is why you need to build an ecosystem. It creates more resilience. Wow. That's so cool. He's Scott A. Martin. His book Groundswell is available. It's about the unseen wave of business growth. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the Toddcast. One more time, tell people where they can thank go to get involved me. in your community. Yeah, yeah. They can where go to groundswellinnercircle.com. Yeah, groundswellinnercircle.com. And there's a landing page called groundswelling.com and that'll point you to everything. Just go there. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the Toddcast, bro. Thank you for having me on, Chaka. Shaka. Hey, by the way, before we get, we go, we say goodbye. Um, I had the real privilege of having two cocktails with Scott in Florida and we nerded out like this. We should have recorded the podcast then because the conversation was just this nerdy and actionable. And um, if you get an opportunity to sit down with Scott, have a cocktail, have two. Scott, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it tremendously, man. Thank you. See you, buddy. Yo, that was a powerful episode. And from what we just learned, it should be obvious how you can now implement these lessons in your life to get to the next level. Now, before you bounce, I just have three quick thoughts. First, thank you for taking me on your incredible life journey. Second, if you receive some value from me and you want to pay it forward, it would mean the world to me if you left an honest rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I'd be incredibly grateful. And lastly, if you share this episode, whether it be a screenshot or a photo from where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories or LinkedIn, Facebook, or any of the social media sites, just tag me and the guest. I'll repost your content and I'll reply back in the comments because I love mixing it up. In fact, I'd love to share your shout outs in my feed too. Not only are these shout outs really good for you and for me, but they also help us book more amazing guests because they'll be able to see the reach that you're helping to cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So thank you again for listening. And I look forward to earning a regular spot inside that ear of yours. Let's grow.